Welcome to part one of our best of 2022 special. Yes, it's in two parts for the first time because Fran and I hadn't seen each other in a while and we wanted to have a little catch up and have a bit of a chat about drinks at the beginning. So if that's your kind of thing, enjoy. What happens normally is that we pick our 10 favourite songs of the year to discuss. However, this year we've done something a little bit different and we've come up with 10 different categories that we've paired songs to. Fran's going to outline them near the beginning of the podcast, so I hope you enjoy. Oh, hang on. Yeah, what are we calling this podcast? <laughs> Was it over underrated? Over underrated. Welcome to a festive episode of Over Underrated. Is it festive or is it just the end of the year? It's something. It is I, Fran, and I'm with my co-host, Babs. How are you doing, Babs, in this cold December day? Uh, greetings, Fran. It is cold indeed in Belgium. We are heading towards negative temperatures which is great. I saw four or five days with minus four next week. I cannot wait. Uh, but yeah, thankfully, I have, I think, the last of the hipster beers that I recently bought to keep me company. I'm going to open it on mic. Very nice. And I will show you, it is from the Piggy Brewing Company, which is a French brewing uh, company, and they've called it Milkshake IPA Coconut Series 2. So cheers. Are you a big fan of series one? You know, this was my first one. I went straight to the sequel. Oh, and it is, that is really good because it's somehow beer and coconut, but it's not sickly sweet. So yeah. the bounties of beer? Mm. Classier than a bounty. Maybe a, a, you know, Nothing no, is classier than a bounty. Do you have Raffaello in the UK? I can't remember this. Like, no. Oh, so, right. Raffaella, check. Like, you as a fan of sweets, mm. you should absolutely check this out. It's an Italian chocolate, I think. It's white chocolate on the out- Well, white chocolate uh, coated with coconut on the outside. And then a sort of coconut cream filling. Mm. It is very nice and addictive. I am drinking uh, some sort of dry snaps with uh, Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> this is my to go to podcast drink, obviously. <laughs> I think schnapps is the first for the podcast. This information people do not need to know. No, no, this is this is this is what keeps our community together, <laughs> this knowledge. But yeah, it is a special episode. It's the third time we're doing this. It is a, a best of episode this time around. And we have mixed it up even further. So in 2020 and in 2021, Fran and I just picked basically our top ten songs of the year. But this time, Fran has added some categories. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, tell us about it. So I thought, you know. Everyone's doing a straight top 10, so let's make it interesting and, and have some categories so we get an interesting, more diverse mix of music. So these aren't necessarily my top 10 songs of the year, although most of them did appear on my, say, top 50 list, um, apart from a emergency uh, edition. <laughs> Which you'll get to. <laughs> so we have chosen these categories. We have solo artist, group an unusual genre or an unexpected this choice, um, a song not in English, a collaboration, a sync piece, so a track which is on a film or on, a, uh, on TV or a game, um, a track you'd like to hear live, uh, a brand new act from 2022, a rock track, and a international non-European group. 
there we go. So yeah, I think similarly to you, Fran, it's not necessarily that these are my top 10. They all come from my long list, which was, I think, got to 65. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I. what was your process for, for making this and like, maintaining it? I had a last-minute panic, because usually I, <laughs> I have about 100 songs saved and I had about four. <laughs> because Do you think it's because you've just been not been listening to as much new music this year? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that... Um... Yeah, it's strange. It's strange. So, I I had some some bands I saw at festivals, um, mm. but apart from that, I've not really tried to discover much music. So I had a last minute panic of like just going through lots of playlists, like the top albums on Metacritic, then going for like Wikipedia mm. to remind myself of what albums came out, and then listening to as much as I possibly could. Did you just like five hundred songs or something to write it down. Last year I work from home, so basically I had like six thousand music and you know my tip is I mean this is not great because it means you're gonna miss out on a certain song. But I listen to the last minute of each song. Oh my god. If it's a builder, the best bit's gonna be the last minute. So if the last minute's good, then it's a good chance that you're gonna like the song. So with some songs, if I was getting a bit bored i skipped to the last minute and if i thought if i like the last minute there's a good chance that i'm, I'm gonna like the whole thing so that was my right. shortcut and then yeah then i went down to 100 and then i finished with 50 songs on my shortlist mm -hmm. which i guess if you give us money we can share with you but otherwise it's going to stay on your private spotify mine was a totally different approach because i knew this was coming right yeah. you know this is the third time we're doing it so what i did was i went back over tidal and spotify to see what songs I had saved in 2022, because obviously if I'd saved them, they, they were, you know, um, very likely from then. And then, yeah, I, I put together a long list, which kind of, it wasn't necessarily my 60 favorite songs, but it was just like one song from each artist that released a song in 2022. And then I, I did research some other artists to see if they'd released songs in 2022 and added, added them in. So though some of them I hadn't listened to kind of very long before making this playlist. I think I get a bit overwhelmed by those end of year lists. Uh, you know, lo lots of best album ones have come out. I was looking at The Quietus, for example, and it's like, I just, I like to skim through it and see the names. I like, I've seen Jockstrap fucking everywhere. It's, and I was like, I'd never heard of them before all these end of year lists. But I'm, I was like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I can handle that your your tactic of like going to to listen to all these songs because I'm just like I'm already overwhelmed enough with music that I have even if you know not all of the music that I'm listening to is from 2022 like I do feel actually maybe compared to previous years I listen to more new music mm -hmm. because um well yeah maybe I'll get into it with one of my choices but I just think I've discovered so much music from like videos from like meme videos or I'm not on TikTok but people will put TikToks on Instagram and I'll shazam it that seems to be having more and more and more so uh, given that I'm someone who doesn't really listen to the radio and doesn't really go to clubs, I think that is the easiest way for me to. But I think with my tactic, though, you, as you'll hear on my choices, a lot of them are going to be more pop oriented because they're the ones that will pop out when you're skipping through lots of songs. You know, a hook yep. will get you in a, a slower build. Like I said, you know, it's, it's probably, I probably might miss it, unfortunately. Over underrated. Sous évalué. So, track one, best solo act. I have gone by Hate uh, by Royal Karner. So, he's someone I've always dipped in and out of. I think he's really talented. I really like his voice. He did a song with Kay Tempest called Guts, 
as I've mentioned before on the podcast, mm-hmm. which is really good. But this song blew me away immediately. I think because it doesn't musically sound like something I would associate with him. It starts with these spooky vocals and drums and these minimal piano chords come in and then it's it's sort of rock, trip rock and rap, that's difficult to say, in one with these incredible drums kind of keeping the beat going. And the lyrics are this kind of anthem to self-loathing and self-love and it they hit me straight away. You know, he says, let me tell you what I hate, everything I ain't, everything I've done, everything I break. I fear love, religion, I feel drugs, the feeling, I fear us. Nearing the end, but I can't comprehend my fears. I feel the color of my skin. I feel the color that's within. It's just like, whoa. It, uh, yeah, it really, I connected with it very quickly. And I just saw the music video for the first time mm. before this record. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, and it's it's basically him in a car getting angry at basic, I mean, literally himself, because it starts out just him in a car, but then lots of different loyal corners turn up in the car and pushing him in all directions. So... Yeah, it's one where I'm like, don't think Fran is going to like this, but I very much enjoyed it. So I had never heard of the guy before. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I'm surprised. The video-wise, I thought of, oh, is this just like a Nanus Marset, but a lot... But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I thought? I thought, because we we talked about cardigans recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, my favourite... And I was like, oh, this is the best one since my favourite game, or Karma Police. It's also self-directed as well. So yeah, it's yeah. a talented visual guy as well. Yeah, so... He's very talented, yeah. Yeah, never heard of him. I hate to say the word sick, but uh, it has a sick beat, doesn't it, people? I am, I'm a big fan of uh, a live band hip-hop, mm. uh, like Roots, for example, and there's a Jaws Holland live track, which is worth watching. Oh, okay, great. When I went back on... You know when you go back to the YouTube homepage and it immediately starts recommending mm. you stuff? It recommended me a song of his a song of his where he's playing with an orchestra, and I'm like, hello, that sounds cool. intriguing. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. But yeah, it's got smart, interesting production. I love the looping, eerie backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like his anxious uh, rapping style, and I I liked it. Now, I, 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 and spoiler, this has made my top 50 tracks of the year. Oh my God, it finally happened, people. <laughs> I've got my hands in the air, I'm celebrating. You should have chosen the song last. <laughs> what a shame, because I don't know what's going to come, but I know some of it's not going to be good. Oh, it's like, I mean, I, obviously, we never know with each other, right? Because I think we, we do wrong for each other. And I, I think because you hate ghost poets so much, and I feel like this isn't a million miles away, music- musically more than the rapping style. I was like, ugh. Uh, but just, I, I love his voice. I love his voice. There's also the production, the full production as well. Is what the drums that is brilliant, and the bass and the piano. It's, it's all it all, all works to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps me. Because the problem I have with like modern day hip hop is it sometimes it's just like a dark loop mm-hmm. and and like a like a beat, and I kind of need more to grab onto. Um, obviously, because I'm not really a lyric guy as well, and that's kind of part of like the whole thing, isn't it? So, so the fact that he he does have the live band, it really does add to his production. Um, so yeah, that's why I liked it. Oh, so great. yeah, I didn't didn't know him at all, and it turns out he's quite he's quite quite a big guy, quite a big a big name. Yeah, yeah no, like I said, you know, because I'm you know hip hop isn't my number one genre either, even though I I do think he, he straddles. I I I've kind of heard every album of his, and I've heard this one, mm. and I think this this one Hugo is my favorite of his. Even though there's maybe only one or two other songs that I would put on a on a similar path to this one, but it's it's I found it quite easy to listen to and, and get into. Last year, Little Sims uh, made it onto my top fifteen, and now I've got say I tell you, it's a it's nice though because I I do miss being influenced to other genres because I say I I don't really ha- ha- listen to much hip-hop really so it's nice when i do get into into something slightly different so no it's nice to expand your mind a little bit i think that's the thing that's why i was saying to you about the overwhelmingness of lists and streaming where 
I think Loyal Connors, like, I would love to see him live. And I, he has come to Brussels and I have missed him, unfortunately. So I hope, I hope he comes back. But it's someone where I'm like, oh, I def until this song, I was like, I definitely like him. I will dip into him, but I'm not going to make the time to listen to him, you know, like, because there's just so many other things out there. But yeah, I, he's he's de like he's definitely worth going to see live, and yeah, I'm really int intrigued then to go and see the Jules Holland thing and the and the orchestra. Also, he's really fit. Number one, uh, <laughs> and number two, he has ADHD as well, and he uh, has set up an ADHD cooking school where he helps kids with ADHD learn to cook because he says that he he loves cooking and it's you know a way that kind of gets out of his brain a little bit. So. You've got to love him if you're neurodiverse. You've got to love him if you're neurodiverse. Did you hear me? <laughs> I don't know if Massive Attack are going to be producing anything new, but I think his, his vocal would suit definitely. a Massive Attack track definitely in the future. So if you're listening, Mushroom or 3D or... Get in touch, guys. We'll hook you up. So uh, is it my, my turn? Yeah, I, th I think you've picked a very little known artist for your best solo. This is what this podcast is about, isn't it? It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's getting people recognised on, on the bigger scale. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I had to choose a solo artist and... It was kind of hard because I do have quite a lot of solo artists. So it was a difficult one. I've chosen Taylor Swift, and yeah, she released Midnight. I think to a few people might have heard it, and I listened to the album. Just thought, well, when these big artists bring out albums, I always just think, okay, I'll put it on whilst doing mm. something else, you know, because that's what you always see. Like Harry Styles, all these sort of things. Well, there's will Beyonce, and then. I thought, hang on, like I'm, like <laughs> I want like the fifth track and. I've liked every single one. This is this is surprising. And then it came on, and and, and I think I got to track nine before there's one I thought about skipping, yeah. which is quite quite unusual for a first listen. So the hardest thing for me was to try and narrow it down to one song because wow. I think I think there's three or four tracks that I would give you know, an eight or a nine out of ten, but this one for some reason, I'm a sucker for like a simple bassline and a, a vocal melody, which sort of like uh, builds. It's, it's very atmospheric and it's got melodies on melodies and it kind of speaks to me like I can imagine me being in an 80s rom-com running along an autumn road. What are you wearing? What's your makeup situation? Uh, probably a trench coat, uh, probably, probably uh, misfitting trousers, um, a tear in my left eye and Love just it. running away or running to someone who's spoken my heart. Maybe from one to the other. <laughs> The looks are quite hard. Like one of the looks is, you know, I hosted parties and starved my body, hoping to be saved by the perfect kiss. Yes, you know there was like, the other song that she did. Was it anti? Antihero, yeah. Antihero, where like, she, you know, she had an eating disorder and was very open about it. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that that's a bit of a theme here as well. So yeah, and I, I, I don't know this, but yeah, it does. I also like her sides. Like you're on your own, kid. She does quite a lot in her her canon, but yeah. And so I just I, I've literally just just had it on maybe every day, and it's not you know it's nothing new. It's not it's not she's no she's not creating a new genre. It's very much Taylor Swift, but it just works. So I feel guilty. I, well, I shouldn't feel guilty because she's a she works with great she works with great songwriters. Don't feel guilty for supporting women. <laughs> well, there you go. So so it's quite melodic. Yeah, yeah. So w when I saw this, I was like, it's not a Fran Bestoff if there isn't some combination of Jack Antonoff, Taylor Swift, or Bruce Springsteen. And we've got two here. <laughs> yeah, I found, found that last night. But there's a, they even did a duet version of Antiheroes now on Spotify. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I hadn't listened to, to any Taylor Swift. Not not because there's one song where I we will get to it. I was like, 
I'm not going to listen to this because I see Fran posting about it on social media and I think it's going to be one of his top 10 and it was. So, yeah. But it almost, it almost could have been Snow on the Beach of Lana Del Rey, but I, I missed one in the end. So, unfortunately, Fran, <laughs> I will pray. I, I do like how the song builds. That was the the positive. And I, I quite like the ending, not, be, not because it ends, but there are these, there are these kind of fire alarm synths mm. going on and it, it sounds like a completely different song to the rest of the song. I, I Like... Is the song after this a bit weirder and a bit darker? I was wondering. Because, unfortunately, from the beginning, I was annoyed. Her vocals really annoyed me. Like, the texture of her voice, there's this kind of breathness going on. Mm. But more than that, the... I was like, oh... I guessed immediately it was Jack Antonoff. (laughs) I I was like, this exactly sounds like Jack Antonoff. Although, there is a song, another song on your list where I'm like, is this Jack Antonoff? Because it also sounds like that, and it's not. So, I'm not... I'm not always proved right. Unfortunately, I kind of couldn't get over that. I couldn't get over that and the you're on your own kid. You're on your own kid. It's not that I'm cynical about Teddy Swift. Like, what do I think about Teddy Swift? It's a difficult one. Like, I did see... Have you seen Miss Americana, her Netflix documentary? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, I, I thought it gave me a very interesting insight into her life and I empathised with her a bit more. But I was talking about this with one of my friends where she's just this very kind of Taipei personality, person perfectionist. And it's just like, I just can't relate to that I can't relate to her and it's not necessarily that I feel that she's inauthentic because she's not you know like she she is definitely someone writing about her experiences and writing very directly and she clearly connects with many other people but I just you know sometimes it's just a, a question of connection right like Lord Carno I've got an absolutely fuck all in common with him probably but just the way that he spoke and sang it just di- immediately I was like I'm in but with Taylor Swift there are very few songs that where it makes me feel connected to her and like I'm living life through her, unfortunately. I think Jake's very good at, at melodies, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, I, I, when I said Jake, I'm not saying it necessarily in a bad way. You know, he did the, the latest St. Vincent album and that mm. was good. And I liked a couple of the songs that he did for Lord. But it is a very specific melodic pop sound and that's not always my cup of tea. I knew putting us on, but I was in the, I was in the danger zone, but I thought I can't like myself. Mm-hmm. The danger zone <laughs> with Taylor Swift. I think we could both have created, created uh, 10 tracks aimed at each other, but I thought, no. Nah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it's like, I'm hoping you like, I don't know, at least three of my songs. <laughs> I'm one for one so far, um, in any case. But, uh, but the thing is, like, it's like, even though she was on the list, it's like, I still liked listening to it and researching it. So it doesn't matter if I like it or not. I mean, because you haven't you, you haven't said to me, Barbara, please go and listen to all of Midnight's. I think maybe if you'd done that, I would have been annoyed. But if it's one song, yeah, that's fine. Over underrated. Sous évalué. Il va We are going to the Netherlands for track two, Best Group. So I've gone for Numbers Up by De Stat, which means the state in Dutch. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned them before. They are from Nijmegen, which is the same town our previous guest, George, lives in. And I think I discovered them through someone on God's jukebox posting a cover version of Firestarter by their lead singer, Tara Florin. And it's like as far away from the original, as you can imagine, there's like a woozy acoustic guitar. He sounds like a blues singer. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. And then it was one of those bands where like, I went to check them out and kind of every single song I liked, I was like, this is great. This is great. And they're kind of, if you told me that they were Belgian, it wouldn't have surprised me that they are that kind of end of experimental noise rock, but also synth 
And yeah, I've been following them, I think, since, since a few years ago. But this year seems to have been a pretty good year for them because they've released these three EPs, Yellow, Red and Blue. And this song, Numbers Up, is from their Yellow album. They've supported Biffy Clyro and they've had clip drop of, uh, you know, previous uh, Sussex fame support them in the UK, which I'm like, it's very rare to see a non-English band being big enough to have an English support act. So clearly they're on the up, which is, which is really great. But yeah, this song, I, I think I listened to it when the EP came out in, in February 2022. I liked it immediately. I think I like it because it's somehow both pop and catchy, but also synthly grimy and upsetting <laughs> is what I've written. And there are these really unexpected changes. The drums come in and out and kind of mislead you. You think the song's going in one direction and it's not. And um, when I was trying to think, like, how the hell am I going to define them? Let's go and find what someone else has said. So I found this review from a site called Backseat Mafia talking about one of their live gigs. And he said, at one point I was thinking, is this funk? Is this metal? Is this dance? Well, you know what? Take Electric Six meets Talking Heads meets Rammstein, smash it all together and bang, you have to start. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I noticed that they played Glastonbury in 2010. So Did they? Yeah. In 2010? Yeah, yeah, early on. They had a, quite, wow. a few, quite a lot of exposure. I think they did like the Great Escape Festival. I think they supported Muse as well. I did not know yeah, that. On, on wow. that. on that tour, whatever, whatever 2010 was. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I'm guessing if you did some research, you might have enjoyed it. <laughs> so yeah, so I did enjoy this and I did like it. And it has made my top 50 songs of the year. I am shocked. Let's end the podcast. Am, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm worried what's coming next, I have to say. This could only end badly. <laughs> so yeah, I put down, this is an edgier hot chip sound. So... Okay, yeah. Foles released an album this year, which I found disappointing. But I think this is the sound that Foles wanted to create, but by mistake they copied 1975. Because it is it is the funky side, but with that heavier edge, which I think Foles wanted yeah. to do. Foles are one of those bands that I would definitely, without knowing very much, would class as overrated because I think they have a couple of good songs, but I, f- I feel like they're quite hyped and they- their fans are really into them. So it surprises me that you say that because in my mind, Foles are still the people who did... Cassius and my number. Now, so yeah, so I didn't like the first album at all. And then, I like Cassius. Uh, and then by the third album, they brought in some more meteor guitars and I got and some kind of unexpected sort of like twists and they came quite interesting. And live, the the very good, a very good live band. But half the band have quit. Oh wow! So, so now down to three. But um, yeah, I would say I would sound they're, they're semi overrated. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the song. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. So. uh over to my second track, which again was hard for me to fit in. Mm. It's very broad categories, but we, yeah, I, it was good in a way. <laughs> yeah, so I had to keep swapping things around. So this wasn't my original group choice. Um, so I have chosen um, Let's Eat Grandma, uh, which is uh, two ladies from Norfolk, which is where all the best music comes from in the UK. Uh, <laughs> Fact. <laughs> I've, I've always kind of known this band I think they've got a song called Donnie Darko and I always thought they're a little bit sixth form pop I, I don't know how young they were when they first came out I guess I think they were they were like 16 exactly so yeah it makes sense so when I saw that they had been getting quite good reviews I was like oh really so I gave this album a go and it had 80s heavy synth styles which I'm a big fan of and some lovely harmonies and I thought to myself this is what the weekend would have loved to have, uh, have released, I, I, I reckon, but didn't because uh, they got there first. 
And uh, yeah, they've written a Happy New Year anthem, which I don't think will be played at many parties this Christmas, but hopefully it does. So I love Let's See Grandma. Mm. I, I don't know if I've talked about them. I must have talked about them before. And so I was really happy when you put them on the list because I was like, oh, I can, I can talk about them in more detail. I was even, I was meant to see them. I had tickets to see them in Brussels, but they cancelled because of Brexit. And I really, really loved their previous album, I'm All Is, the one that has Donnie Darko on mm. it, Hot Pink, Snakes and Ladders, etc. But they're, again, they're one of those bands where it didn't gel with me straight away because I think they, they had the song called Eat Shiitake Mushrooms. And I did get into it, but they have these quite girlish voices and yeah. both of them do. And it was just, it's that thing of like, sometimes you're like, is it internal misogyny of like, someone sounding a bit like this is a bit annoying. I then kind of got over that because the music was so good. And I think you just get used to it. Mm. And yeah, so I'm All Is took me a while to get into it, but then I got obsessed. Like I think that there's several songs on my 2021 wrapped from from it. Uh, Hot Pink especially was was fantastic. And then, you know, I saw that they were releasing new songs and I was really excited. And this was the first one that I heard and I was like, oh, this isn't as dark <laughs> as their previous stuff. And yeah, I'm not sure about this. And I gave the album a go. I think I listened to it twice. I saved one song from it, Strange Conversations. But I was like, I think they've gone in a different direction. And it's not so much for me. However, having listened to this again today, I really enjoyed it this time because I think I've now had enough space from it that I'm not expecting a particular mm. sound. So I, I heard it with New Year's. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It does have this kind of hands in the air sort of sense. But um yeah, I, I really liked it this time around and I'm really looking forward to giving the album another go because I was just like, yeah, it so often happens when you're expecting something from the band and they don't deliver exactly that, that you, yeah, you don't like it. Yeah, because I, 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 after listening to it, I went back to listen to Donnie Darko and Hot Bink and I thought, yeah, the vocals were a bit too childish and twee. And I think... But see, I, I don't find that on those songs. Oh, yeah, okay. I think the album before, when they're, they're literally, I think it's on that album, they're like 19 or something. Okay. The album before this, it's, it's yeah, I'm, I'm being very vague with ages. There, there, I didn't mind it, but uh, when they're very, very young. I think it would be a lovely track to play at the party, guys. Give it a go. Yeah, and it's about friendship as well, which oh. is really sweet. And I know that they had a horrible year because, um, mm. yeah, you read, right, one of their boyfriends died and he was like 22 years old. And in the pandemic as well, they were apart. So it's a really, it's, I, I, it is interesting that they had this kind of darker album They've been through all these tough times, but have come up with you know something much more triumphant. Yeah, this time around. well, it's a bit like New Order, you know, making dance yeah. music after Joy Division. But yeah, I've, I've, I said the band were thinking of breaking up, so you know, yeah, it's an unexpected to even be released. Yeah, I mean, I that you know, despite what I thought about the album, I was like, I think, I think I need to go and experience this music live to get an opinion on it. So I was, I was so disappointed. I think. Like, you know, Charlie XCX also cancelled this year because she had a voice thing, but I'm like, okay, I've seen it before. Don't mind as much. When they, I think they were the gig that I was most devastated about because it's like, ugh. Are they a full live band or is it just Sam Janelle? Well, one thing that I really recommend watching if you do like Let's See Grandma, in they have a KXP set from 2018 cool. and it's literally just the two of them and a drummer. And it's, and at one point, one of them plays a saxophone. It's amazing. <laughs> I should give it a listen. So, moving on to your track three. What's the theme? Moving on to track three. So, we are a different genre to what you normally like. So, I have gone for Saoko by Rosalia. Before I start, how much do you know about Rosalia? I mean, deliberately Spanish. I I did not know anything. I didn't know if she's Spanish or Portuguese. She is Spanish. Okay. Uh, I saw the video. 
Yeah. 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 We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into the, <laughs> but yeah, she, she is a kind of Spanish megastar and yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask because I'm like, I feel like if you're in the Spanish speaking world or Portuguese speaking world, like, of course you're going to know about her because she's huge. And even in America, like she's done songs with James Blake and the weekend and, oh, okay. and stuff like that. So she's, she's pretty in big. Spanish or. Uh, it, it, the James Blake one, she sings a bit in English. It, with The Weeknd, he sings in Spanish on a song on this album, La Fama. So there mm-hmm. we go. I mean, the US obviously has a massive Spanish language music market and there's a lot of crossover. But no, she is Spanish. She is from Catalonia, I think. Um, so I have known about her for a while. She is, I think, one of one of the bigger acts in the world at the moment. She is coming to Brussels on Monday and I'm umming and eyeing whether to go and see her because... It's one of those again, like one of those big stadium gigs, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I might be missing out on something, but I don't really want to pay fifty euros for it. And I got really obsessed with her song Malamente a few years ago when it came out. But she's a bit like Grimes to me that I talked about on the Mixtaping Identity podcast. Check it out. Where I get really obsessed with some of her songs, but ignore a lot of the others. I picked this because this definitely isn't a genre that I would normally mm. like, and. She is someone who absolutely genre bends in, in all sorts of directions. But I sent you a video that I asked you to watch the one where she's on Genius talking about the lyrics. And right up the top, she says, I wrote this song because I really love reggaeton and I really love jazz. And most people who like one don't like the other. So deliberately, I wanted to like mix those two genres in one song. It's the opening to her Matamami album. And I think it's a genius song. Like it starts really minimally, just vocals and drums. Then this... I've written fat, you know, P-H-A-T, bass comes in with a drum machine and she's rapping and it's quite difficult to sing along to, like not just because she's singing in Spanish, but the way, the beat that she's doing on top of the music, I think is quite difficult. But then there's some kind of jazzy piano that Mm. wouldn't be out of place in a Dio song from the mid nineties. (laughs) So she's throwing a lot into that. And when you go and watch the lyrics video and she really, really truly breaks it down what, what the song is about. And it's about kind of, yeah transformation and change and she talks about how she's using the butterfly because she's scared of butterflies but it's something obviously that that transforms i i think it's a very intriguing song but i wonder whether you like it um but i do hope that you would maybe like the music video because my notes for that is for fans of butts and babes on motorbikes (laughs) (laughs) i put on here some nice bums nice hats and some lovely bikes (laughs) (laughs) well there we go but i i swear she's saying puppy because it keeps cutting to a dog as well but when I read the lyrics, it's nothing to do with a puppy, so, so I don't know why it keeps cutting into a puppy. Uh, there's, there's some nasty swear words, guys, and, and <laughs> she didn't mention that at all. I'm surprised she's so she's that popular because like I thought it's she's quite massive, edgy yeah. and like you know, sweary and stuff. But yeah, she, she so she was a flamenco artist, yeah. right? So she she was really into flamenco, but and that's how she started. But she moved to I think L.A. deliberately because she was also into other music. Like she in her previous album, she kind of sampled cry me a river by justin timberlake in spanish and Mm. and and people keep talking about how she's an incredible producer as well like she she does a lot of the production and i I, yeah i think she's supremely talented and a very good looking woman too you know some people they just they just have it all so yeah i I put down the same as you it's got a dangerous baseline some fat beats with a z on the beats there oh very good but i I felt like it's probably a bit too cool for me if that um, <laughs> like this is not a world I can. Go, Hi guys, don't hang. No, okay, you know I want you to make the sidecar. 
uh, on the bike, sadly. <laughs> you wouldn't be the, the cat ears on the helmet? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't think I could pull it off. I'd just be the mouse in the corner. But yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you mean, but it's got that, that after three minutes, it has that jazz break, and then it sort of comes in and she keeps repeating the same phrase, which is fuck something. Uh, pu- puede parar. I've just realised that, yeah, it's, it can't stop, I think is what she's saying. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I so I put down it, interesting video, interesting production. I would probably not listen to it again, Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, there's a lot of people who are very passionate about Lasalle. And like I said, I don't really think there's anyone like her, especially because she's not Latin American, she's Spanish. And some people are a bit like, you know, blah, cultural preparation because she, you know, reggaeton is from Puerto Rico and those areas. But I don't know. I, I want to be positive about it because I quite like her. I'm just like, she is just kind of taking taking music from everywhere and she's in the video that i sent you she's very passionate about like this is an ode to these people who were geniuses so i don't know i for me i haven't really looked into it very much but i i really like the music well i really like some of her songs a lot and you know for me it's, it's it is all about the, the music so speaking of uh music so mine i i chose an act who i fucking hate i am so surprised you picked this band when Enter Shikari, who we're going to talk, talk about, came out in, what, 2006, yeah, yeah, they, time, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, we all called them Enter Shikari as a, as a hilarious pet name. Because, yeah, they were mixing, like, annoying, like, computer game effects with new metal, and it was all a bit, like, oh, it's hyper-annoying. And occasionally, no, they would cross my, my streams, and I'd be like, ah, they're still around, they're still fucking horrible. <laughs> I don't think I've I've seen a band elicit this response in you. <laughs> so yeah, they are one of my pet hates. So when I was listening to a playlist and I didn't know what was playing, and I went to go and like it, I mean, I was not happy to see the words "End Shikari." <laughs> but this is it because he doesn't bloody sing at all, virtually in the song. It's all the guest vocalist, which is Cody Frost. So that's why I think I liked it because he's hiding away in the corner, and also their production has changed over the past fifteen years. But obviously, it was going to. They're not going to be that hyper annoying band, you know. Um, I think um, Kate's got a great voice. It's, it's it's got like rocky sections and and drum and bass sections that sort of mix over, which I enjoy. Um, it's got a strong chorus, and you know, it made me shake around the lounge. And yeah, I I I had to fight my feelings and put there. Yeah, go. Yeah, I like it. Fuck it, I like it. Yeah, I, I didn't realise that your feelings were so strong. I <laughs> I think I ignored them a little bit because mm. I was like, oh, this isn't my kind of rock, right? Even though now I'm like, like, it would be my kind of rock. But I saw them in Luxembourg in 2010, where it would have been in 2010, 2011, because when I lived in Luxembourg as an adult, I was much more adventurous in the kinds of bands who I would go and see because there was just less choice. Yeah. So I was like, enter Shikari, why not? And they were fucking great. They were really, really great. And um, my highlight from that show was a song called Kel Surprise, which maybe I'll send to you afterwards, which he goes, Kel fucking Surprise, you know, in that kind of accent as well. But it has this great chorus where he's saying, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for everything. And just when you're watching that live, very good. Are they still like quite big then? I don't think so, because no. I when I went to look at the views this video had, it was like 150,000. And I was like, oh, I feel like they would be cult enough to have a bit more than that, if that makes sense. Although I guess it only came out this year, so maybe I'm being a bit... I unfair. did quite... So they brought out, also this year, um, a track for Vorgasm uh, called right. The Void Stairs Back, which I also quite enjoyed as well. It's a bit, a bit more shouty, it's a bit more what you, you'd expect. So yeah, it turns out I'm, I've become a fan. 
Yeah, yeah. But, but just to say, so even though I enjoyed them live and I, I really like that song and I listen to that song every now and again, I think any time I tried to dip into that back catalogue beyond that song, I was like, this no. is not for me, right? But when I heard this song, so the way it started, I was like, what is this? And to Shikari, I thought it was more like Bring Me the Horizon or something like that, you know, like a band that was more classically rock that's now bringing in some synths. But just like there's there's so many genres going on because there's like metal guitars, but there's mm. also acoustic guitars in this kind of quiet moment. There's synths. There's these drum and bass drums. Weird time signature going on. And the way Rue and uh, Cody's voices come in and out, again, you're, you're, never, you're never expecting it. They go really well together. And I fucking love this song. I thought it was amazing. And I feel like I can't wait to get to know it. You know when a song is so difficult to get your head around that you're like, okay, I, I can't sing along to this song, right? Like I need, to, I need several listens. Like I've listened to it three or four times now and I'm like, still loving it, still have no idea what's going on, who's coming and what. So thank you very much, Fran. This was one of my favourites. Did you check out, because Cody doesn't, doesn't have much of a profile either. So well, it's kind of strange how she's on there. What I saw there. was an enemy interview where she's like, it was amazing that they reached out to me. I have one of their <laughs> songs tattooed on my hand, which I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's so sweet. And yeah, they were just very positive about her. Like, yeah, like we thought they would be good. And when you watch the music video as well, which is quite entertaining, saw that as well. Mm -hmm. The guy, uh, a very angry gentleman with some bull horns getting uh, angry with Cody and the sort of greasy cack that the band are also working at. I was thinking like, have I ever seen a band play a gig in a greasy cap? I don't think so. <laughs> in a music video. I can't say that. I've seen that. <laughs> I don't know. There seems to be like a chemistry there or something. I Yeah, I, I loved it. Well, I am shocked. No, no, no. I yeah, this is up my street. Over underrated. Sous évalué. Überschätzt. Okay, so track four. Um, I don't think the next one is up your street. I'm fully prepared. <laughs> so track four is favorite non-English track. You know, track not only in English. This is obviously a difficult one as someone who lives in a country with a lot of French-speaking bands uh, and is Portuguese. But I, I didn't go for a Portuguese band. I didn't go for a French-French-speaking band. I went for a Russian-Flemish rapper. Mm -hmm. That's right, guys. So I went for Paranoia by Chibi Ishigo. And I discovered her approximately two months ago when she was in the news in Belgium because her face was beamed in Times Square because Spotify have this playlist called Equal where they showcase female musicians. Mm -hmm. And she was the, the one that they were doing that. And I was like what a Flemish rapper beamed on Times Square that I haven't heard of must go and check her out immediately and again every single song of hers I've listened to I liked despite you know again hip-hop not being my my thing and this song I don't even know how to classify it I've put the prodigy seems like a clear influence I've put is it big beat rave trip rap I don't know but it's she creates a vibe the video, it's her and some suitably disturbed young people writhing in a field. And she has very kind of deadpan delivery for most of it. And when it's over this kind of very beat, I think it works really well. And I, I like her accent. I'm intrigued to hear what you thought about listening to like a song in Flemish. And yeah, I went to look at the lyrics and it's a bit stream of consciousness. Mm. It's about sin now, pray later end the plan, I can handle temptation, wake up in time in order to prevent plans falling into the water, live now, pay later. Okay. Also, tense bags under the eyes and a hangover. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I know. So, so, so she's described herself as a rapper because I just thought, 
I've not heard anything else. I couldn't tell if Vestige was just delivering this track in a, a different yeah, vocal well, style. At, at least on her website and by the press, yes, definitely. So, so yes, I put down, this is sounds like the KLF a lot <laughs> yeah. too too much, I think. I think it's Really? Yeah, it sounds the the, the synth sounds just like three AM Eternal a lot. And yeah. obviously I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of that rave, but unfortunately for me it ran out of steam too fast. I think it's only three and a half minutes, but after a minute and a half I thought this hasn't changed. <laughs> it seems because, to... because of the beat being repetitive. Yeah, right? just the whole thing, yeah, there's no it needs something else, I think, after a while. It's like, okay, I enjoyed it for like a minute, I thought, oh, this is exciting. I quite yeah, enjoyed the video, I enjoyed enjoyed the energy. Then I guess you don't like her vocals enough to compensate for that, right? Because I I just really like how for most of the she's like because there's so much going on in the background. I like that contrast. I think of all the songs I was like, I think this is one of the ones that he's really not gonna like. But, you know, I want to introduce young Belgian rappers out there to the world, so... I went to Truck Festival this year, and um, in my pre-festival research, I came across uh, an artist called uh, Baby Cream, who's South African, but, Is she? Lives, but lives in London, so moved to London. I saw her live, and I stupidly put this out, saved it this year, so I thought it was from 2022. And when we had the foreign language, I knew that she does a verse in French, and I thought, ah, oh, this is my way of shoehorning a song in. <laughs> Turns out it's from 2020, and I'm a fool. Um, <laughs> so with hours to spare, I had to quickly find a non-English song, and usually I follow uh, a playlist called Ya 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 Ya, and usually there's at least one like kind of Scandinavian band who, who sing in their own language, but unfortunately, every single one sang in English. <laughs> this is what intrigued me, right? Because I was like, okay, as a Portuguese person living in Belgium, of course, mm. it's very easy me time. But I, I was like, you, I'm guessing you don't really follow French or Spanish speaking, because even like Stromae did a song with um, Camilla Cabello this year that the New York Times voted as one of the best ones, where she even sings a ver- so it's in French. She sings a verse in English and then sings the chorus in French with him, and she's from Cuba. Yeah, and so I thought I could cheat, which I kind of did with my option. Mm. So sometimes bigger bands do do a version in the foreign language. The Arkells, who are Canadian, did a song with a French-speaking band, but it's the worst song on the album, so I don't want All to right, use okay. it. So then I pan- and I then chose a song from your vision, the Portuguese mm-hmm. entry, but since you've already spoken about that in a previous episode, I thought, well, that's a bit lazy. So I remember I quite liked the song The, F- the Funeral by Youngblood. And I remember on Spotify, I noticed that he had done a, a French version of a song I had yet to hear. So I gave it a couple of listens. It's called Tissues. And it turns out I don't hate it. So... <laughs> and, well, there's a cure sample. Well, so, you know, I thought, okay. So we have uh, Young Blood with, uh, how's her name? Louis, Luan. Luan, who turns out is apparently a, a fan of, of Young Blood. And she is a previous... The voice contestant. I had never heard of her. So I did the same Wikipedia. <laughs> that she did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is a, a perfectly adequate modern pop song about sadness, love, teen angst with young blood. Who again is it? Um, I think he's a bit of a dickhead, but he has written a couple of decent tracks. So with a heavy heart, I have put a young blood track on my compilation. I think this is one of the ones I was the most shocked to see. If I was 20 years younger, I would be obsessed with Youngblood. He's exactly my kind of, like, enthusiastic, androgynous, like, passionate, political person that I would have been into. But, you know, I, I went for Radiohead instead of uh, Youngblood when I was 15. 
and but I have to say I don't really like that much that many of his songs I've, mm. I've heard a few so he's not someone that I make a lot of time to listen to the music but I don't know how I saw that he'd done a French language version so I was like well I'm gonna check that out even though he you know, misleadingly doesn't sing in French it's uh, Luan, Luan who does and when it started I was like well this is close to me by the cure like you can literally hear it from the beginning because it's like even the breathing and everything I was like what the fuck is he <laughs> and then I, I like immediately I was like credits okay Robert Smith is credited okay fine but you know it, it starts like that but then it goes into something completely different which um I am let's say not such a <laughs> not such a fan of but I think Luan makes this song I prefer her voice and her melody line than than his I think their voices work really well together mm. But the, I've put that the melody in the bombast is a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. Maybe he gave it a go, but he just couldn't put off the Frenchness. Maybe I can imagine. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't like if Robbie Williams can. Why can't Young Blood? Yeah, if Duran Duran have, have done it, they've done songs in Portuguese. Ash have done it. Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I think sometimes people, especially if you come from a very monolingual country like the UK, is I think people are very, very insecure about speaking other languages and. Like, as someone who speaks, let's say, two languages fluently and the rest badly, it's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, intention is everything. And as long as people understand what you're saying, it doesn't really matter if you get the grammar wrong or, or something like that. Just give it a go. But, yeah, for me, he does he does lean a bit too much on his influences. And, like, the song I like, The Funeral, it's basically Billy, it's basically Billy Idol. Um, and this, like I said, is basically the cure. Maybe it was too much too similar so you had to end up having to give away some of the, of the credits honest, go and listen to it again from the beginning and like it is exactly close to me and it comes i think in and out maybe in other sections but i was like because it's close to me starts with oh, something yeah, back yeah, up, yeah. and i was like what what come on like don't, don't take the piss dominic <laughs> come on but yeah it's perfect it's, it's perfectly a perfectly decent pop song but um yeah moving on to your collaboration my collaboration. Well, you know, you mentioned Scandinavia, and that is partially where we're heading. So I have picked uh, Bliss by Young Lean and FKA Twigs. And I have mentioned this on a previous episode, and I mentioned it, and I was like, this might make the end of the list, and oh boy, look, it has. So, had you heard of Young Lean before? No, I had heard of FKA Twigs. You have so, heard of FKA yeah. Twigs. But yeah, I want to talk about Young Lean because I've long been fascinated by him because he is also known as Sad Boy and he is part of the Sad Boys Entertainment Music Collective from Stockholm, mm -hmm. which is formed by him and this other guy called Young Good and other other people. Did you hear what their genre was called? Well, no, what is the genre called? Sad Boy Music? No, it's called Cloud Rap. Oh, Cloud Rap. Oh, I like cloud it. Rap. <laughs> Oh, I don't mind it. Because After it, Google, what the fuck it, man? Because it, it's seemingly like, ooh, ethereal, angelic, mm. but also very internet, like the clouds, in the clouds. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it basically is like a lo-fi, dreamy hip-hop, was mm. the, what they describe it as. I don't mind it, but I really like his side project, Dodd Mark, which was one of James A. Caster's 2016 picks, yeah. which it, he did this album in Swedish, called Drabad Afsyukdom, which I'm probably pronouncing correctly. It's really, really experimental rock that he did with this, with this rapper. But So that as an album, I really like, even though it's fucking weird and you have to be in the mood. For the rest of his songs, again, he's someone I dip in and out. And I, I've said that a lot this episode, and I think it's because I've quite deliberately kind of not picked artists that we've talked about before or not picked artists that I hope we talk about in the future. So there's a lot of dipping in and out, but I do like all of these songs. So I will just give that caveat. But this song is very different to 
the rap stuff that I'd heard heard before. It samples a Russian eighties new wave band called okay. Alliance. The song is Nazare, and I, Fran, I really recommend going to check out the YouTube video of them performing it live because it is proper eighties shit cool. in Russian. And uh, I think the sample is really well used. The video is absolutely chaotic, lo-fi. I, did you did you watch the video? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was confused because to me that was a council state in England. It, it probably was. I mean, I know she's British, right? So yeah, uh, but he's Swedish. So I thought is that Sweden? Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. But did you notice how at the beginning she's referencing that Kelly Rowland and Nelly music video that everyone always takes a piss of? So in uh, you know that song, no matter yeah, what yeah. I do, she's on the phone texting, "Where are you at?" But it's on. She's on Excel. Like when when you zoom in onto the phone on that video, it's literally she's type she's not texting, she's writing on Excel. And FK Tokes says exactly that at the beginning in a reference to that, which is <laughs> beautiful. And then yeah, the rest of the video, they're this kind of runaway couple um in this very dingy car with this weird woman going to hotel room six five four or whatever it is. But I just this shouldn't work and it does. He's very deadpan. She, her vocals are high, they're low, they're totally different to, to his. She's sometimes whispering, sometimes screaming. I absolutely love this. I have a feeling you might not. <laughs> so, I can't listen to his mumbling rap. Mm. And that is rare. That's difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, FK Triggs vocal, great. So he's got an interesting vocal delivery. Mm. I really enjoyed the ascending, descending bass zone for it. Mm-hmm. So if it is, if it's well, that's her, a sample. That's a yeah. sample. Oh yeah. Well, if it's yeah. her saying it's a sample, then I like I like it. But unfortunately, it's got uh, Young Lean's rap I can't deal with. Um, but I do enjoy a nice till sound. Yes, um, it's a great yep. sound, isn't it? Yeah. And an instrument I'd like to play on stage one day. Um, oh, wait, there's only two songs I can think. Well, of. Yeah, Peter Payne's with the other one, right? Yeah. There we, there <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. If 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 he if he if there's a version of just her on it, then yeah, yes, please. But unfortunately, I don't think cloud rap is going to be uh, on my Spotify on, rap. On, on your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I really think if you ever have the patience, go and listen to that weird side because it's so yeah. different, and it's it's not. I mean. There's maybe kind of, yeah, rapping, but the there's weird fucking shit going on. It's, like, it, it's one of James Acaster's 2016 picks. So you, you know it's going to be weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm guessing you know FK Tix. What's your, what's your general vibe on, on her music? I think she's been on a, a previous um, uh, Best Of. So, okay. yeah. So, she, yeah, she, 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 uh, I always give her a go because I know mm-hmm. that she, she has some great moments. She's not really, you know, my perfect uh, pleasure. But, yeah, she does have moments where I, I do enjoy so i always give her a go and i'm happy that she appeared in this because it was my highlight oh okay good like i what's also amazing i think similar to you i did fin and out with her but mm. um she's an amazing dancer like she used to be a professional dancer oh, okay so she famously you can go check this out she's in price tag by jesse j ah. moving on to my collaboration i mean i had many i could have chosen from uh, it was a difficult Ro- one wasn't it yeah yeah Roikstop almost made it in oh i do love a bit of Roikstop. yeah but but so i mean this is not gonna be fun so i've gone from a party band arkells who are uh massive in canada um they were they kind of were like more of an indie rock band um but it sounds kind of uh, moved on, and then about about four years ago, they they brought on some like horns onto a track, which became a massive number one hit in Canada. And unfortunately, when some bands hit a theme, they carry on down that road. So they have gone a bit too 
Hornsy, a bit almost touching um, Imagine Dragons, Brewing in Mars Territory. Oh dear. Um, but on each album, they do still have the old sounds sort of in there. And I will say, I see them live every time they come to UK because they are one of the best live bands you could ever see. And everyone I've ever, I've ever forced to go have never known any song at all and have gone out sweating and been dancing all night like they know how to get a party going and also now they play arenas in Canada and they're playing like you know to a ton of people in Brighton so mm. they can mingle with the crowd and they kind of like the interaction um, so this is a collaboration with Cold War Kids out of the mid noughties uh, and it's like a, for me it's like a, an 80s new wave amp film out of the cars and hall of notes it's got that sort of vibe it's got a brilliant sliding guitar hook and it just makes me want to dance around and so i thought fuck it this is this is my party song of the club of the uh the playlist so did you party or did you cry i did i did somewhat party because <laughs> i i so i you mentioned our council for cold war kids yeah. i was like oh i have a memory of them from the mid noughties and not liking them probably because they were twee but that's that might be incorrect but now nah, they, they were a bit more like a a bit, a bit more like hot hot heat sort of oh but i love hot hot heat yeah yeah they were there they, they, they lots of they, they weren't like a twee band at all mm, don't know why i had that idea they're very un- unexpected to be honest was like on on the album it's it's mainly collaborations they've got Tegan and Sarah and lights oh, so I was yeah. I was like surprised to see Cold War Kids because I've not heard a name for years are they like, Canadian okay. as well I I assume they must be yeah they must be yeah yeah so it started and I really liked I've written Sparks E since at the beginning then his voice comes in and I was like mm, because it's a bit too clean mm-hmm. is what I thought and then this gruff guy comes in and I was like what the fuck is going on here. So I was like, oh, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. And this is one where I was like, Jack Antonoff, question mark, but no, he's he's not here. <laughs> then on a re-listen, I enjoyed it way more. And I appreciated the difference between the two vocals much more. That was on the second time. And then on the third time, I watched it with a music video and that took it to the next level for me. So the music video is really fun because it's basically the two of them singing karaoke to this song in a bar where the bartender also joins in at the end. It's, I'm guessing he's maybe a either a famous actor or a band yeah yeah he, no he is i think he's um saturday night Light live and he, he's he's one of those, he's one of those that gang oh right okay well there we go i was like he must there must be some meaning here that i mm. i'm missing and the lyrics hit me on the third listen where he said the chorus is i'm sick of running from a past life i don't care about the next one am i running from the moment or the city where i come from right now i'm feeling like a stranger don't recognize the voice inside my head because i've been running from a past life i want to live wow like amazing amazing lyrics about kind of yeah obviously not not sticking to the past and again you know like you i'm not so much of a lyric person i hadn't paid attention and it hit me so but yeah by by the third i you know it's maybe not one that i've saved to my list but it is definitely one that i wouldn't mind singing along to to karaoke and boogieing on down with you and i don't know if you saw some of the youtube comments on the video but pains of faust wrote i'm 45 i've just stopped drinking after 28 years i'm seven months sober and this song reduces me to tears every time i feel as though it was written for me and this other guy john arzaleski jr said wtg what the god i don't know i I totally relate 30 years of active addiction and today we have 981 days clean thank god we are living this life instead love you and i was like whoa (laughs) like what emotions is this song (laughs) he's a podcaster i wonder if maybe he's mentioned the song and uh Maybe it's about addiction, which is why the people really? are reaching out. I don't know. Maybe because it seems odd that two people in a row would mention yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, but it, but that's it, no. It see, it doesn't surprise me because that's the point. It's like it's not you're you're clinging to the bad thing. You're 
you don't you want to leave that life behind like you you want to live in the moment and you want to forget about what's happened uh in the past so yeah i think if you've got an addiction you constantly go back to these bad habits like no you, you want to get rid of that and live 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 this life instead yeah makes sense to me well, well there you go he's he's, yeah, he's he's one of the most charismatic frontmen i've ever i can believe I've that Mm. and and he's 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 bloody lovely like Mm. um during lockdown he did my first ever instagram live you did it hang on hang on hang on you did an instagram live with him with him yeah i I had to request a song and he sang me live and i sang with him and wow do you have that saved somewhere (laughs) no i don't know and and then um when i went to his second ever gig um my friend was going to come with me didn't go because her father was dying and he did uh, a voicemail to her, and she, she saved. So he's yeah, he, and and like you know, he's just he's just a really lovely guy. Oh, that's really nice to hear. But yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly, it's a lot of positive emotions in people. So for that alone, but yeah, like I said, by by the third listen, I was on board. But at the beginning, uh, the, I will say what I really don't like about the song are the repeated lines that goes on for too long, where mm. literally one of them is repeating. The lines of it, and I'm like, stop it now! <laughs> like, I get what you're doing. I, I would, I would halve that in the song, but um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I hope to boogie to the Arkells one day. <laughs> cool. Thanks for sticking it out till the end of part one. We will be back next week with part two and five other categories of songs. If you would like to let us know what song you thought was the best of 2022, get in touch. We are at Over Underrated Music Pod on instagram at ou music pod on twitter and now we are also at over underrated music podcast on youtube we've been slowly adding our old episodes on there so if you're someone who uses youtube a lot and feel like listening to our old episodes absolutely bloody go for it mate you can also email us over underrated music podcast at gmail.com see you next week for part two